Welcome to episode 205 of In Touch with iOS, the show that talks about iPhone, iPad, Apple Watch, Apple TV, and related technologies. I'm your host, Dave Ginsberg, and Jeff Gambit is here. How are you doing, Jeff? I, I'm doing all right, and I am happy, happy, so happy to be here with both of you. Th- this yeah. is like a, a, a high point of the day for me. Oh, well, thank you. I, I, I agree with that as well, especially the fact that Kelly Gumad is here as well. Hi, Kelly. Thanks so much for having me back on the show, David. Um, this is absolutely the bright spot in my day today, and it's not close. <laughs> oh, well, I, I'm, I always look forward to when you guys are on. And uh, we got plenty of news to talk about this week, uh, a couple weeks away from WWDC, but uh, there's other stuff to talk about. And uh, I thought this week we'd also do some tips. We'll, we'll get into that in just a bit here. And uh, yeah, let's just go ahead and uh, dive right in here. I thought this was a good story to start off with. This was uh, announced uh, yesterday as we record this live action Speed Racer series is coming to Apple TV+. Plus. Apple has picked up a live action Speed Racer series for Apple TV+. Plus. Reported uh, or a variety reported this. Uh, the series has reportedly been in the works for years now, and it will be executive reproduced by J.J. Abrams. Speed, and of course, Speed Racer, the Japanese automotive racing media franchise that was in, originated in 1966. It was, uh, I still got the song in my head. Go, go, go Speed, Speed Racer. Racer. Go, Speed go. Racer. Go, Speed Racer. Go, Speed Racer. Go. And and his girlfriend Trixie, Trixie uh, but the, yes. this is uh, this is good stuff. I'm I'm gonna kind of look forward to this. Uh, what do you think, Kelly? Um, here's the thing. I would be excited about a Speed Racer TV show in you know a a modern <clears throat> a story told with the tools available to somebody in 2022. You know the the level of of special effects, the level yeah. of production value, the level of of um avenues available in order to make something like this a reality uh i am less excited that it is jj abrams because he has given me uh retreads in two different universes that i dearly love and i haven't really been excited about either one of those so um i would really like if apple would take the opportunity to take something like this and give it to somebody who uh, maybe could use a ch- use the, use the opportunity and do something really good with it because seeing something uh, it, there's like a whole podcast that I can give you about the other piece of this but um, it's way more enjoyable to watch a story to watch the, the an entertainment unit told by somebody who lives and breathes the material and cares about the story and really, really loves it and crafts that into something that they put out into the world. That opportunity is, is something that somebody who is not, who, whose name I don't know, who made that thing that I meant to watch and never actually saw, but was super great that nobody has a bad word to say about it. That person is who I want to do something like Speed Racer. I don't need another retread of something I loved as a kid from J.J. Abrams. Okay, well, I guess we'll see how it goes. We'll see, yeah. What do you think, Jeff? Well, first, cast John Goodman or GTFO. (laughs) <laughs> uh, and uh and for Correct. I mean, is it possible that jj abrams is a a big speed racer fan and can do the show justice i i don't know i don't either um but uh i am with you kelly what i want is the 
the Dave Filoni of Speed Racer. Yes. That's the person that. There it is. That's it. That's exactly what it is. Somebody who who the fandom for them is uh, much like myself in Star Wars. It's not so much a thing that you love as it is a lifestyle decision. That's the person I want in charge of Speed Racer. Now, uh, here, here's another thing. I didn't. I, I've been busy. I am sorry. <laughs> I all I have read about the the Speed Racer show since the news came out were headlines that there was going to be a live action Apple TV Plus thing. So, what I don't know is if J.J. Abrams is directing and personally producing the show, or is this his production company? Level of and if it's his production company, then the people that may be in charge of Speed Racer that are not J.J. Abrams might give us a, a really great show. Yeah. Yeah. Involvement no. level would be would make a difference to me as well. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And he's Absolutely. a very, very busy person right now. He I mean, he's working on properties for uh uh multiple companies right now. Mm-hmm. Well, we will see. If I do recall that they did attempt a movie of Speed Racer and it wasn't that great. Yeah. Yeah, so it was see. pretty though. It was well, pretty, but... and it had John Goodman. It did. Yeah. It did. So Next story here, Apple sets a new deadline for in-app account deletion requirements. Uh, Apple last year announced a change in the App Store guidelines that would require all apps to support account creation to offer an in-app option for letting users delete their accounts. However, this requirement has been delayed twice. Now, the company set a goal, a, a deadline for developers to have this done accordingly. So starting on June 30th, 2022, all apps available in the App Store some uh, that somehow let users create a new account must also offer a way to let them delete the account if they want to. So they made some revisions here. Um, I think this is something smart. Uh, if you you got to be able to have the ability to get rid of accounts. Uh, what, you know, what do you think on this, Jeff? Uh, I, I'm going to slightly modify what you said. People who okay, create please. accounts need an easy and obvious way to delete their accounts. Yes. And... And what I'm hoping is that when Apple finally does say really, truly okay for reals, this, this is the final <laughs> deadline and, and they're not no, really, doing a, we mean it. Yeah. No and they're not doing a Barry thing where it's like, okay, stop killing people starting now. Starting now. <laughs> um, then, um, then uh, I'll be excited about this. So, uh, I will be happy to, that this is a thing when it is actually a thing. And since Apple has continued to delay it, I will mm-hmm. not uh, I, I will not have any level of, of excitement about this feature yet. What do you think, Kelly? Same. Um, I think it should be obvious. I think it should be um, I think it should be clear. And, and uh, uh, it's a little disappointing that they keep delaying it because we never hear anything about like we can't do this because reasons right um so it seems like something that's really good for users maybe not so good for developers but good for users and it it i feel like there's some very interesting optics around this is a thing that would be good for the people who use our devices and we just can't seem to get our poop in a group and get it out the door and that's the part that is is sort of frustrating to me about it um i hope it's good and i hope that part of the requirements in this process are uh, what happens to your data? If I delete my account, uh, you know, does it stick around for 30 days on your servers before it's purged? Like what, you know, what's, what's happening with it? Um, 
the muscle memory of security Friday is a hard one to shake. So uh, this is, there's still a whole lot. As soon as I, I saw more chatter about this sort of going around, um, all I could think of was all of the ways that it, it might be, it might end badly. And I, I hope that's not the case. So I hope, even though they're not saying so, I hope the reason that it's taking as long as it's taking is so that all of the, the finer points of this can get nailed down. Yeah, I got to do it right. Dave, mm-hmm. was it you on Mac Voices Live that brought up the idea that the real reason Apple might be doing this has nothing to do with the technological issue, but it's about a specific developer that they don't want to have to kick off the App Store? And now that mm. developer finally has their poop in a group. And so Apple can give mm. uh, an official date. don't think it was me, but I remember I was talking about that and... Uh... That's yeah, a very that, reasonable that's presumption. Reasonable I thing. Yeah. 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 Well, we'll see. We'll see what happens here. Yeah. Uh, next, next story here. Apple music is now available on uh, a built-in audio uh, player. That's based on Jeff's very, very favorite platform ways. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Apple, <laughs> Apple music is uh, the latest streaming service to partner with ways uh, with that users can seamlessly integrate both services so they can keep their eyes on the road while enjoying the ride. Mm. Uh, here's how ways describes the partnership uh, with a direct connection between the app, apps you can now access apple music content directly from the ways audio player and of course you can enjoy 90 million songs and the whole thing and uh it is uh and they go through the whole spiel how to set it up through your my waves ways and uh go ahead i'll set that stuff up all right jeff i'm letting you letting you have your rant do you think this is worth is this worth is this even worth it (laughs) yes it's absolutely worth it and uh, like, like I've said before, this is a valuable feature because now you'll be able to listen to more of the music you like while you're not getting where you need to go because Waze sends you to the wrong place. In the middle of the ocean. <laughs> middle of the ocean takes you on a, on a ridiculously long route that drops you back right where it started you before sending you on to where you want to go, insists that you turn left into a mountain field instead of uh, staying on roads, you know. All those little things that make Waze such a great, great experience. Absolutely. Kelly, do you use Waze? I do not. Um, but I also uh, generally am not driving when there's a whole lot of traffic to worry about. Uh, so usually what I do is open maps, glance at it to make sure there's not an accident or something that's causing a dramatic increase in the amount of time I would normally go and go, okay, what's fastest? Like they're all within two minutes of each other. It's fine. Um, yeah. That's usually what I end up doing. So uh, for me, it hasn't been that big a deal. Um, But I hope that um, uh, more of this sort of opening up and and compatibility with other platforms uh, continues because it would be great. And it would be nice if if that was more the standard and it was something more like table stakes than it was a new and novel thing. So I hope that that mostly I just hope it continues. I agree because you know the Apple is obviously continue on with integrating their platforms. They're doing it with Apple TV Plus and their Apple TV. Why not do it with uh, with others with music as well? Because they they recently did it with uh, the PlayStation Five too. So I mean they're they're adding it to other platforms. So there are people who do like ways out there. So we know they're they're listening. But um, mm-hmm. I think this is this is least a, a smart thing to do for those who do use do use the service. So. Yeah, my uh, my little rant. Uh, aside, um, it is a smart move on Apple's part. You want to have your services available 
in as many places as you can to make it easier for people to want to use them. So yeah, why not uh, uh, add ways integration as well? Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. Uh, next story here. Interestingly, uh, only uh, uh, update that happened with uh, any OS this week was uh, at least at least that this story is the TV OS. It was uh, 15.5.1 uh, for Apple TV HD and the TV uh, 4K. Uh, they released it, some minor update to, to TVOS, uh, which of course was first launched in September 2021. Comes 10 days after 15.5 was released. And of course it can be downloaded over the air. I went up and over, I already updated it. Uh, as always, they never really say much as far as what any updates happen in TVOS, uh, but through support document, it looks like uh, it's an issue with where music could stop playing after a short period of time. Hmm. What do you think, Jeff? Thank God this update finally happened. Okay, and I and I'm not I'm not being a smart ass with this. Seriously. Okay, so this problem uh is also a HomePod problem. So HomePod software 15.5.1 came out also. Yeah, we, and it is we, a fracking we, annoying thing where you start playing music and after a couple songs or 10 minutes or whatever, it just stops. Mine's been doing that. Yeah, we'll do the software update. It'll fix it. Ooh, this, okay. is, this is a long-standing problem, and it's a, it's so annoying. And I should have put this article because we have we're going to talk a topic here in just a little bit about HomePod and updates and all that fun stuff here. In just a minute here, so so hold that thought. Uh, but uh, yes, good good that they did TVOS as well here. So mm -hmm. um, yeah, and uh, so far, um, my HomePods are playing music much more reliably now. So I, I installed this update like immediately after finding out it was out on uh, Wednesday morning okay. I do. and have been using my HomePods uh, a lot ever since. And I have not had uh, my music just stop and decide it's not a thing anymore since this update's uh, been installed. Good. Well, we'll talk about that just a moment here. Um, this next article, used, used iPods, likely not worth keeping as collector's items despite uptick in value after discontinuation, data shows. After the last iPod Touch was officially discontinued earlier this month in May of 2022, uh, the entire range of iPod models have seen a slight uptick in value, but devices in used condition continue to experience heavy depreciation. Uh, according to... Uh, trading pricing from from over 40 U.S. independent tech reseller companies that was gathered, uh, looking like depreciations of iPods have been 89% on average uh, uh, through the uh, through this uh, announcement, and they they've been depreciating depreciating even more from models in 2003 up to 71% down. Uh, they're showing like a uh, you know seventh gen iPod iPod touches had the best resale value surprise because that's the latest model. Uh, but uh, they say that the users are getting around $100 for the device, providing it's in good condition, uh, whereas slightly older ones could be anywhere upwards of $60. So there was a bit of a craze on eBay, that's for sure, with iPods. And we talked about this when, when this was <laughs> announced. But I, I, that's why I have to enunciate iPod, because I will say iPad or something else that it's not. Um, but uh, Kelly, what do you think here? I mean, I, I, I kind of got I, – I don't know if you know this, but I – I got a little reminiscent of iPods, so I uh, and I knew I had one, so I pulled it out. I have the first gen iPod, and that's oh. the five gig with the FireWire, 
and uh, <clears throat> it still works. I can't believe it. Yeah, I it, can't, still, it still works. I can't reach it, but my fifth gen iPod still works. Um, I use yeah. it regularly. Um, there are uh, there are occasionally places, uh, stretches of road on trips that we normally take where there's no reception of any sort. And so Apple Music's not going to cut it. And uh, yeah, <laughs> oh, I love that click wheel. Uh, I have a Nano over here. Um, I have the little um, pack of gum thumb drive shuffle, which I thought always thought was really ingenious. Um, yeah. I have a few of them, and and I like them all. I was really sad it was gone because it's, it, it feels very much end of an era to me. It, um, it, it does. That's why that it's not that it's gone. But uh, but I do like I do still use it regularly, and every once in a while, I I will get a wild hair and go look up what it would cost to swap out the spinning hard drive in it for something a little peppier and, and look at it and look at it and look at it and put a bunch of stuff in the cart. And then I get distracted by something else and wander off. So um, it never happens. But so if you have (laughs) a good line on how to do that, uh, please contact in touch with iOS and uh, David will make sure that I get the information to go upgrade mine because I don't have any problem with continuing to use it. I really like it. And uh, so I, I'm not surprised that there, I mean, as a collector's item, like it's not going to be collectible now anyway. You're going to have to wait like 10 years or something for it to be a collectible. Like, you know. Right. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that that popcorn tub I got when I went and saw Rise of Skywalker two years ago, like that's not that's not collectible yet. So, uh, you know, it's, well, it's it is if, like me. Thing. You filled it with iPods. <laughs> Well, not yet. It will be in a few more. There you go. There's there's the the fourth gen, and then there's the the last gen. So they're still these are both these are both still working. I have a box of iPods in in the closet. I am not kidding. And uh, and this uh, this iPod Touch, this is the one that has the the little um, disc thing on it. (gasps) The pop out for the lat the pop out strap. Yeah. Yeah. So, so this this one is Lanyard. running iOS nine point three point four, what whatever nice. the last version yeah. of nine was that that it would run, mm-hmm. and it's still sitting here. I haven't moved it to the box of of um, formerly used iPods yet, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's. I guess it's time. But it it's possible that it's pining for the fjords. Is that what you're telling us? It is. It is. Yeah. I, I had the first gen I, iPod Touch and sold it years ago, so that was uh, that was a good one. And yeah. well, and, and App Camp for Girls was powered by the iPod Touch. Like if it weren't for the That's iPod right. Touch, there was nothing. You know, it wouldn't. We I don't think we could have done anything basically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, so uh, you know, huffing around two dozen of those is a thing that I did regularly for a long time. So I'm uh, I that's my own personal sentimentality has to do with that being able, um, you know it was part of what powered that organization for the whole time. Yep. It was an organization. So having, um, yeah, having it disappear was, was, was pretty sad to me. I get why, yeah, I but, but I think I there's a, val- I think there's a valid Sorry. avenue for that. And especially because um, about a year ago, my stepdad was looking for an MP3 player and uh in the process, we were looking at like all these different ones that take SD card, you know, micro SD cards and all these things and how, you know, putting music on them was going to be a giant pain in the neck and all this kind of stuff. And 
And I was trying to find him something that was going to be, he said he wanted to pay like maybe 50, maybe a hundred dollars. So I was trying to find him something in that range that was, you know, also from like a name of a company that I recognized and that kind of thing. And then uh, after about 15 minutes of asking him questions and sending him links to different things, he finally went, doesn't Apple make one of these still? And, and I said, yeah, but it's like 250. And he went, but it's an Apple one. And I said, yeah, it runs the same thing. It runs just like your phone does. And he went, okay, can I just get one of those? And I said, sure, here you go. <laughs> you, gave you, go. Me a, you gave me a budget. So I didn't, I didn't want to, you know, go over that. Um, you know, and it would be very stereotypical of Kelly to go, well, <laughs> have you considered the Apple solution to the problem you have? And so I was going to not go down that road. And uh, he's super happy with it because his phone is, he's an iPhone 11 and it's gigantic. And sometimes when he goes on a walk and doesn't need his phone with him, then he wants to still be able to listen to music and have it like on his arm, but not have it, you know, pull him to the left the whole time he's trying to walk around the block. So Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's definitely an option there. I wish they had kept one of the the smaller options, even if you can't go full iPod touch, like, you know, give us the, the, the nano with the built-in clip and the baby screen and all that, you know, something, it would be nice. So, yeah. All right. I'm now looking at, uh, iPods <laughs> on uh, Craigslist and, uh, because they're, they're so bad at, um, uh filtering out um well apparently there are lots of cars for sale that uh that are ipods but <laughs> i can get an apple uh hi-fi for sale. Oh, the hi-fi bucks. what Ooh. yeah there's someone in, in, in boulder well it's wheat ridge but i mean hey that's it's not in colorado bad. yeah and uh mm. and for a hundred bucks um, there's one in Centennial. There you go. There you go. So the, the uh, best, the best hi- hi-fi that that Steve Jobs was going to get rid of his home theater. Right. BRB. I'm hitting Craigslist. Have to check. <laughs> All right. Uh, next story here. Google Maps historic Street View imagery is now available on iOS. Uh, Google Maps Street View, which is 15 year olds, 15 years old this week. Uh, as we record, uh, is to celebrate they're rolling out the ability to view historic imagery when using the service on iOS or Android. Uh, when in Street View mode, user can access the historic imagery by uh, first tapping anywhere um, on the photo to see information about the location and then selecting more dates to access its current location and historic imagery. This is kind of cool. I, and, and I think I guess they're going to have information as far back as 2007. Um, and yeah. uh uh, hey, I think this might entice people to, to at least look at this. I don't know if they'll necessarily continue to use uh, Google Maps, but uh, but yeah, Google Maps is okay too. What do you think, Jeff? Um, I I think this will be useful for some people. Where I think this would be really cool, and Google has the technology to do this. Yeah. I I believe. Yep. Real historic photos. I want to see oh. what the street looked like in 1897. Yeah, like, exactly. Exactly. We, we and, see a lot of face groups that do that, but. Uh, yeah. I mean, seeing it in uh, what it looked like in 2010. Okay. Well, may, maybe I much, need to see what store was there <laughs> to win a bet. 
<laughs> I don't know. Wow, but, what used to be here? Like that's the I've had that right? conversation myself. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I want to see like really historic historical data. Yeah, I don't know. That might be tough. They they that that's that would be a lot of work, I would think, of them getting that uh cataloged and put it into in Facebook, Just, they have so many people. They have so much money. They have so many facilities <laughs> around the world. Hey, mm-hmm. There's, they there's, have the resources to make this happen. Yeah, everything's out there. Right. Yeah. I mean, they already have the reverse image search thing. Yeah. Right. So they. It seems like they have all the right pieces. We just need to get them to assemble them in a particular order, and the bulk of the work would be done for them. Hmm. Yep, so hop to it, Google. Let's do it. Um, this topic has been a little pretty hot over on social media this uh, these last uh, this last day or so. Uh, the Wallet app now supports Apple account cards in iOS 15.5. Apple has appeared to have recently updated the Wallet app to allow users to add an Apple account card, which uh, displays the Apple credit balance associated with an Apple ID. If you, if you receive an App Store or an Apple Store gift card, for example, you can add, and it's added to your Apple account that was previously visible in the App Store and the Apple Apple Store apps. Uh, as of today, the Apple account balance will now be added to a new card in the Wallet app. Uh, to add the card, you just uh, open up the Wallet app under Available Cards, tap Add Apple Account, and as long as you have an Apple account balance, you'll be able to see the card. But there's a little bit of disclaimer. I know, Jeff, you've been having some uh, discussions on social media today. The fact that mm-hmm. those of us who have two Apple IDs, which going back many years, we were just talking about that pre-show. Now I have a, a .Mac account as well as you do, as well as I have a Gmail account that's associated, that's account associates in my case. My purchase accounts, it won't work. You got a warning saying that it won't work. Mm-hmm. Tell people about that, Jeff. Um, this is so stupid. And so frustrating. <laughs> Apple has not been able to to adequately manage accounts for Apple IDs ever, 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 no, never, never. And um, you know, and I, I was thinking, I, I have like I don't know three or four different Apple gift cards in wallet right now. Aggregating them into a uh, into a single card sounds great. Um, so I went to set it up and because I have a dot Mac account that I'm using for uh, part of my stuff and then a different uh, uh, account that I'm using for other stuff. So, you know, it's like broken up. One is for purchases. One is for iCloud and iCloud services. Right. Um, you can't use this. You have to have a single Apple ID and Apple still, still after all these years, uh, apparently is incapable of uh, finding a way to let us merge Apple IDs, which if they could, I would be more than happy to. And it's not like, it's not like, oh, they'll do it if you do a particular dance or chant something at midnight when the moon is full or any, like, it's not like there's some super secret way to do it. I know more than one person who has extensive contacts in all different facets of Apple and not one person I know who would otherwise have the power to make something like this happen can make something like this happen. Um, It simply doesn't exist. Now, why is a conversation for another day, but um, I can tell you why. 
doesn't. Yeah. Um, the the reason why, and this comes uh, directly from talking with people at Apple, is because when they started with Apple IDs, that would be back at, with mm-hmm. iTools. Yeah. And then they introduced the the dot Mac uh, yeah. Apple IDs. These systems are are not compatible. They're not, but yeah. And they have no interest in finding a way to make them uh, blend together. Yeah. So yep. for everyone that's hoping <sighs> Apple will get around to doing this, no. Never. It's not going to happen. Mm-mm. It's never going to happen. And it's sad. It frustrates me to no end. Mm-hmm. So I can't use the uh, the new Apple card thing. Nope. Or can I? Very sad. So well, stupid. I look forward goes. to mine then. Because <laughs> you're, you're, you're smart well, and have a, a long single time ID. Ago, a long time ago when they were like, yeah, if you do this, like it'll never work. Um, I had very little to you know repurchase basically on the new account. And so I moved a long, long, long time ago and just um, stuck with it from there. I don't because I don't use the... I quit using yeah. the the sort of the original one, and and so you know, it's somewhere on a server collecting dust, and digital yeah. dust, and uh, that's that's been it. I probably so. could I probably could do that because probably a lot of the apps I bought over the years on that purchase account, I the lot I of have so exist. much music, so many movies, music, TV movies, shows, right. that's uh, and then of course at this point a kajillion apps. Yeah. Um, yeah, by the by the time I had to create the second second Apple ID and found out I couldn't merge the two, I was already I already had invested enough that yeah. uh that I accepted that I had to live with multiple Apple IDs. Yep. So same here. Okay, and then um Last story, but I thought this would be a great, uh, great way to uh, congratulate our friend and frequent guest of the show, Andrew Orr. He now is uh, writing for Apple Insider. I mean, I want to congratulate him on his new gig this Yay. week, and uh, I'm super excited. He let us know uh, earlier this week on Mac Voices Live, but why not discuss his first article? I found his first article, so uh, awesome. Let's talk about it. Okay, um, this is this is on Apple Insider and authored by Andrew Orr. It's a uh, iCloud time machine for Mac and new airport routers pop up of uh, of the rumor mill, but hurdles abound. Uh, a questionable rumor appearing on Thursday morning claiming that Apple is working on iCloud time machine and a new range of airport, airport routers. Uh, here is a reason why Apple may or may not be pursuing the idea. The rumor, the rumor is explicit about how Apple is working on this iCloud-centric time machine for Macs and uh, new airport hardware, but... The leaker in question has a good track record for future iPhone cases. He's presented a few days ago before release, but less so when discussing hardware. So it has been four years since the airport was in, uh, discontinued and the product itself uh, was originally released in 2013. In that vertical tower form, which I still have below my feet here, I still haven't decommissioned yet. Um, so, But uh, there was some FCC filings on May 23rd uh, that had apparently revived some of the rumors. The filing appeared... Uh, Apple details a device by the name of A2657, and its purpose seems to be as a network adapter of some sort. Uh, This is interesting, and he goes through and uh, talks about the pros and cons of iCloud Time Machine and Mm -hmm. all that fun stuff. Uh, Do you guys think it's going to happen? I know it's not. I mean, we use it with our iOS devices, too, because it's on on a network. But uh, do you think Apple's going to make a comeback with this, uh, Jeff? Nope. 
Nope. I don't think so either. I don't think so either, really. It's uh, Apple had the chance to uh to move forward with their uh Wi-Fi device offerings offerings a few years ago. And they, they could have done ultimately what Amazon did and bought Euro. Yeah. And uh and I, I thought that would have been a really cool purchase for Apple to make, but it Absolutely. didn't happen. And um and unless Apple can do something that brings a unique and useful uh, feature functionality to this space. They're not going to do it. And, and this device, this rumor device, I don't see it as that game changer thing. What I think this could be is uh, something that Apple uses internally for uh, device testing, uh, repairs. Um, this is an internal Apple device, is my guess. Yep. Like Daisy and whatever the other robot was that disassembles things that are super awesome that none of us are ever going to lay eyes on aside from that video. Um, that could be. I hadn't thought about it that way. Yeah. Um, I was thinking more uh, like uh, like you bring your Apple gear into the uh, into the Genius Bar, mm-hmm. and this is something that's in the arsenal of troubleshooting tools and repair tools that yeah. they have. Yeah. So so most people won't ever actually get to see it or lay hands on it, which was but, basically where I was going. Oh, uh, okay. So. Yes. Then yes, totally. What you said. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you don't you don't think they will go, go, go. No, and and most of the reason for that is because Apple has only I would say possibly in the last iPhone and iPad release uh, stopped offering an entry level har- piece of hardware with an insulting amount of storage. Um, mm. Only just uh, right. and to this day in the year of our Lord two thousand twenty two. When you buy an Apple device, you get five gigabytes of yes, iCloud storage iCloud. for your backup. For your yes. 128 gigabyte device, you get mm-hmm. five. And I know, oh, oh. just no. No, I, I just came up with an idea, but I'll, I'll, I'll <laughs> hold it. Keep going. Okay. So because Apple has never been generous with storage in the first place, I do not expect them to start now. That's basically where where all of this comes from. They have a long and storied history of no, because it's been five since the devices were 16 gigabytes, which at that point, like, okay, like you're giving me maybe half of my phone. You know, if my phone's only 50 percent full, then I can at least back up and not have to worry about these crazy alerts that are telling me I'm out of space. Um, And now that like you can get a two terabyte device, your iCloud account storage is five gigabytes. And I still like, no. And so I don't think they're going to be into it. I really wish Apple had continued in networking because Lord knows we could use a good user experience when it comes to your home network. All they do is get bigger and more complex. Giving us a reasonable way to manage them would be good. I'm mad at every single router operating system for one reason (laughs) or another. I have an alphabetized list. And again, that's a separate podcast. Um, They all are infuriating in some very specific and fundamental way that makes it really anger inducing to try and manage your network. And I don't even mean like my network with all kinds of crazy devices and all of that. I mean, like a person who has a handful of things and all of those things need network connectivity 
and you know it's never going to be an issue um you know for the most part i have to log in once in a while and update a password or you know make sure something's showing up on the network like it should and even if that's all you want from your router it's really hard to find something where that's a good experience so apple getting into that game would be amazing but um it is not this day yeah now i want to hear jeff's idea Okay, so the idea that made me go, oh, when it hit me was, what if this is something that that we will see out in the wild and not just uh, behind the employees only door at Apple stores? What if this is part of Apple's strategy to have a stronger position in the business space with with their growing MDM offerings? What if this is an appliance... Yes. Not on-prem back. Well, maybe on-prem backup, backup, but I'm oh. thinking on-prem management oh. of uh, of updates and installs. And so uh, halfway between what I'm saying and what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's so still something idea. I will get to play with over at the day job. Yes. All right. I like your idea. That that uh, that that does sound like a possibility. That would be really interesting. Well, and I mean, if you expand it out to just Apple device backup, like if it does go hand in hand with business essentials, then that would be a very easy thing to do, especially if it, you know, if it's iCloud and you get this option to put it in the office, because we all know Apple's hot to get everybody back in the office. If you can, Mm -hmm. if you can, you know, augment that backup solution with something that you've got in house that you can manage. And mm, I like that. This, this this could be something mm. interesting. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't want Apple to get into the NAS game, but I really I think there's a certain amount of appeal in in the function, not the device itself necessarily, but the function that airport time capsule served in that. Uh this can be my router. I can plug it, you know, I, I plug it into the to the cable modem and move on with right. my life. And, uh, and it works. And then I tell my computer to back up to the router and I'm done. And having it be that easy when it was that easy and that was still current hardware that people could, could use and care about, um, would be amazing. And having that be, um, an option available to folks who, uh, don't have a Jeff or a David or a Kelly to come help them set up a network solution so that all their stuff can all back up to the same place would be really yep. appealing. So it would be nice if that were the case. All right. Well, we will see. We will definitely see. And uh, good luck, Andrew. We're looking forward to many more uh, great uh, great articles out on Apple Insider. Um, let's go ahead and move on to topics this week. Uh, beta 15.5, uh, no, 15.6 is is uh, still out. Beta 1, nothing's changed since last week. So we've got just a week in. Can't imagine too much more is going to be in that in that. And there may be one more beta, and they probably will release it just before WWDC is uh, uh, kicks off in a few weeks. Uh, so, not much to say about that, but a lot to say about the HomePod. Now, HomePod updates. There's always seems to be issues with the HomePod, and it never seems to work properly. And uh, our experiences will definitely tell you this because uh, Apple did release HomePod software 15.5.1 which fixes to a bug that caused the music to stop playing, as we talked about earlier with uh, tvOS. Um, I had the experience, and so did Jeff, and then I'll let Jeff uh, fill in what, what his experience was, but uh, the fact of the matter is it showed 15.5 and 15.51, and I'm like, huh? 
I up already updated it. So <laughs> what, what, did, what, what did you experience, Jeff? And I, and I did, I did tweet out. Uh, I don't know if you saw that, Jeff. I did tweet out the Apple uh, uh, Apple support, and they they replied to me pretty quickly after I. Uh, oh, I didn't I see that they replied. Yeah, they did reply. So cool. Um, so it's uh, it is obviously I'm not I can't mention I'm we're the only ones complaining. Uh, let us know what your experience was, Jeff. So my experience was uh, when 15.5 came out, I updated my HomePod and my two HomePod minis. And it, it was kind of a janky process, but eventually yeah. it finished. And uh, then uh, and, and then I went and checked to make sure that all the devices were running 15.5. And then uh, this 15.5.1 update comes out. And I see that I'm downloading 15.5.1 and 15.5 to update yeah. the devices that aren't running 15.5 yet. And I'm like, what the? And, you're you're uh, an early updater. You, you update immediately like I do. <laughs> right. And, uh, and so there's no reason why I should have been downloading the 15.5 update concurrently to the 15.5.1. And, uh, and ultimately what I found out this, which uh, we haven't discussed this yet. What I found out was that one of my HomePod minis was uh, was actually not installing the updates. So it was showing initially that it was successful. And then later on, it was not. And, uh, yep. and so I was happening live on the show right now yeah, because I'm having exactly the same issue. One of them is downloading 15.5. One of them is downloading 15.5.1. Um, this morning, all of them said they were on 15.5.1. Um, I think my HomePods have been drinking. Yep. Very, very plausible. Well, one of and them is the one that sits on the bar, so it's entirely possible. Yeah, there you go. Um, so uh, I'm going to check again tomorrow. Because apparently <laughs> the success of these updates is very transient. And and I'm curious to see if the HomePod Mini that was saying it it uh, hadn't been updated to 15.5, that is now saying it's on 15.5.1. Uh, well, I can't wait to see what operating system version it says tomorrow. <laughs> well, my my uh, dilemma was the fact I have two HomePods above me here. And they're 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 uh, in pair, so mm-hmm. they're so when you go to look at them, it does it says two, and 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 when you go into the settings, as you know, when you go to you go into for those of you who don't know, you go into the home app, and then you can look at your your home pods that are in the home app, uh, and then it gives you uh, the selection of where your speakers are. If you just had the single home pod, like I have two home pod, I uh, oh my god, I think I have three home pod minis. I'm nuts. Uh, two of them are here, one of them at another house, but <laughs> uh, but. Uh, it's uh, the, the home pods are in pairs, so you have to go where it says speakers and then pick uh, pick uh, mm-hmm. each one to check to make sure that I didn't do that. So now each one of them does say 15.5.1. So Yeah, which then, is what mine are saying right now, but I don't believe that's going to continue to say that. Nor do I. Kelly, you have four of them. And I do. You already, and you discovered that they're not updated either, right? That, yeah. Um, one of them has decided it, isn't updated to 15.5 uh, when mm-hmm. yesterday all of them were up to date. And uh, now, yeah. um, how many of them? Wait. 
And now that one has apparently installed 15.5 and realized it needs 15.5.1. And uh, now all of yeah. them, and I'm sorry, um, uh, five of them um, are now, I have five. I thought it was four. I counted wrong. Uh, um, well, Kelly, okay. if you leave them alone long enough and one home pod <laughs> really likes another home pod, I left a couple the next on thing the you know, you have more home pod minis. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I think it's a I think it's a combination of uh, Costco had a screaming deal on them. And so, like, every time Mr. Kelly went to Costco, he just came home with another one. And um, I think I left a Barry White record on the bar with a couple of HomePods and, you know, now yeah. I have more HomePods. <laughs> and and, and um, then, you, then you have. Uh, so, yeah. uh, they now they're all saying that they want to install 15.5.1, which I thought they had done this morning because I knew it was out. Uh, so maybe all of them are drunk. I don't know. Let's see how many HomePods I have when I'm done with this. But when you do get 15.5.1 installed, it is going to fix that problem. And it means the, the one behind me that keeps playing the wrong, that, that keeps playing a song and then stopping, uh, may not have a problem anymore. So, mm -hmm. so it is going to play the music won't stop. And that was what the big 15.5.1 fix was. So let's hope everybody gets their iPod, your HomePods up to date. And uh, we can enjoy listening to the music on these HomePods, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe. All right. Uh, and uh, let's go ahead and move on. I was going to, I was, I have a bunch of tips I wanted to kind of go over. Uh, and if you guys want to add some in as we go here, please feel free. Uh, there's some, I just uh, threw out some simple ones. I, I kind of threw like a one or two tips in, but uh, maybe more uh, with every device. And so I started off with Apple Watch. Um, first one I wanted to, to talk about is managing notifications. Um, the way you do that is you have to open up the Apple watch app on the iPhone and then mm -hmm. you scroll down to the notification section from within the, my watch section and go to the list of apps that are currently installed on your Apple watch. Now, what I do is, um, there are a lot of apps I don't want installed, but the problem is whenever you install an app and it has an Apple com watch companion, uh, app it wants to install it and i don't want it so you have to go mm -hmm. you can go in and actually turn it off and so it's not there um so you can also you, tell you, it not to do that there's a spot somewhere i don't remember yes. where but there's a place where you can tell it like don't do it unless i say so and that's also right. nice yeah. yeah so if you go to those those apps uh and use the toggle provided to allow or disallow those apps to send you notifications so you can actually turn those notifications off uh so they aren't bothering you uh, you know, you'll want to repeat the process on every single one of these third-party apps that are downloaded. But it's a it's a good tip to to to, to manage your Apple Watch. But believe me, you go into the menu here and you and you scrolling around here. It's like, oh my God, there's like fifty thousand apps on here I'll never use on my Apple Watch. So uh, it's good good thing to know as far as managing uh, that. Did you have anything you wanted to add, Kelly? Um, on the watch, um, the the thing I like to point out is um your relationship with notifications is always subject to change. Everyone should just go yes. into the relationship with notifications knowing this. Um, you may turn them on for something that you're very excited about. And after about 48 hours, realize that this was a tactical error on your part and adjustments must be made. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, so think about for a minute, like, like I think there's sort of like three phases of notifications. There's, it goes all the way to your arm. Um, you know, so no matter what's happening, wherever you are, um, the one you know you you will always get one on your wrist 
Um, there's uh, deliver it to your phone and have it make noise so that your your phone goes off, you know, like when it rings or maybe you get a text message, like you, it makes a sound. Um, I always configure those so I know what is making sound so I know whether or not I need to look at it right away. And um, there's deliver quietly, which I think is a feature of iOS that not nearly enough people know about or utilize. So you can have it show up in notification center on your lock screen and just be a thing that you look at when you have a minute to kind of scroll through that and glance at, oh, all my love, all my hearts are restored in the game I was playing, whatever. Um, <clears throat> you have the option to to adjust those accordingly, and it's great. So um, I think uh, I, I think they've they've given it some different wording in iOS 15, and I don't know that it's necessarily officially called deliver quietly. But also, if you see them on the lock screen, and there's like some notification on your lock screen that is irritating to you, right from the mm-hmm. lock screen, you can just turn that thing off. Like this app doesn't get to notify me of anything anymore, uh, and and be done with it. Um, and that's super awesome. So I think um, part of it is just really thinking about the right avenue for whatever that notification might be. Like if it's a game, maybe it doesn't matter and you can deliver it quietly. If it's text messages, maybe there are certain people you want to have all, go all the way to your wrist or, or not, you know, that kind of thing right. too. So I think spend a minute. Um, and I think I've even talked about this with you, David, before. Spend a minute and think about you know, think about what it is you're trying to do and then customize accordingly. And in a lot of cases, you have the option to customize whatever it is that you're interacting with. And and notifications might be that thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Jeff, did you have anything uh, you wanted to add before you move to the next tip? Um, no, you two totally covered it. Great. Great. Uh, I, mean, I could, but no. <laughs> we could we could do a whole show just on that. Yes, we could. Uh, two other things I want to talk about is power and reboot. Uh, and there's two ways really of, of both. Uh, the power button, which is uh, which is the, the power button below the digital crown, you can just uh, tap and hold just that button for a few seconds, and it will go into it'll it, it will uh, uh, vibrate at you because it, it, you could cause an SOS and then call nine one one. So you got to be careful when you do that. So when you push that. It'll give you the option to turn the the, the watch off completely, um, but uh, and it is a good thing to have uh, to do if, once in a while if you had to want to turn the watch off uh, and you're not using it. The other way of doing it is, and we know we do that on our iPhones and iPads all the time, is the hard reboot. Uh, sometimes you may need to do that because I the watch may just not be running quite right. I've done that many times, and the way to do that is you hold the the digital crown and the side button together and just keep holding it until it shuts off, and then you see the Apple logo again, and then it uh, does a, a boot, a reboot. Uh, and a lot of times I've done that and uh, cleared up a lot of problems that the watch had been doing uh, in, mm-hmm. the, in the reasoning for that. Do you guys have anything to add on that as far as uh, power? Oh, power, no. I just have a cool okay. watch tip that I like to tell everybody all the time. <laughs> so. um, hard reboot is your friend with an Apple Watch. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Agree. Yeah, go ahead, Kelly. You want to add your, your uh, just the, uh, the the find my on it is is really nice. Um, mm-hmm. And if you like for the find my phone, you can make your phone play a noise from your watch. Like if you swipe up for the control center, there's the little phone icon, and if you tap on that, it'll make your phone chime. Now, if you have a black iPhone and you have lost it in your car that has a black interior and it's nighttime. 
that ping isn't going to do you a lot of good. So if you tap and hold on the phone button, when it chimes, it will also flash the camera flash for you as well. Mm -hmm. And that makes it a lot easier to find that black phone in a black car in the black of night. Um, So that one is one I always like to point out to people and that there are options for um, customizing that control center, uh, which will go along with with the tip I have later. But, uh, you know, if you use the little flashlight feature on the watch all the time, move it up to the top. If you lose your phone a lot, move it up, move the, the phone button up to the top. If you don't ever use theater mode for your watch, uh, move it down to the bottom. And if you have to scroll to it yep. every so often when you need it, it's not a big deal. Yeah, I do that all the time, especially I like the vibe, the, the, yeah, the, the, the ring, the phone, tell me where it's at. I want that front and center. Mm-hmm. Be right there. And the, and the flashlight. So the one I, I yeah. use the watch flashlight well. feels a little weird at first and then it's amazing. I, I go like this. And, oh, yeah. hey, Try I, it a I, little. I and then, yeah, especially uh, the red light. Um. I've recently had the opportunity to go back to the movie theater occasionally. And yeah. in so doing, uh, having the red light to be able to see, uh, you know, where'd my snacks go? That kind of thing. Uh, it's one of those fancy theaters <laughs> where they bring you like food, food. And so being able to see like where everything got off to, you know, with the red light so that you're not being obnoxious and, and hassling a bunch of other people is really nice. Ke- Kelly, what, when you said food, food, <laughs> I immediately went to kids in the hall and Kevin McConnell going hot, hot. kids in the hall yeah so yeah very nice good stuff good stuff with the watch here um a couple quickie ones i have for the iphone uh uh, customizing your uh, spotlight search settings if you go into um into uh into uh, settings and under series search that that's really uh, uh a good good place uh to to go in and customize how you get your search stuff that's there. Uh, you can go in and uh, turn things on and off. Uh, things like uh, showing in lock uh, and, and, and look up, uh, showing in spotlight, allowing notifications, uh, showing when sharing, uh, showing in app library and spotlight. So uh, th- that comes up. And then you can get very granular in there with each app too. Uh, if you go into specific apps, uh, you can go into an app and, and you, you can tell it and, this is a, this is probably a, a, an area for Syrian search that pe- probably people don't go in very often because you can go into every, I mean your entire list of apps are in here and you can you can customize it to any way you want as far as how how searching can be done through through Spotlight you know learn learn from this app is the most common thing you'll see at the very top of each app and going through and making changes uh, if you so want to uh, showing on the home screen suggesting an app you know it's it, 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 it really is it's a way that you actually can customize it for the way you want it to uh, to work because you don't have to have it work the way Apple wants you to have it work. And because uh, plenty of times things come up and, and it always scares me all the time. And it remembers what time of day is. And if there's a specific app I'd app, it'll be using um, it pops up in the search because <laughs> it knows mm-hmm. I had used it at that some, at that given time of day when I go pull it up for the first time. Um, so it's, it's it's a really great and powerful uh, tool, and people should go in there and check that out. Uh, again, go into settings and then Siri and search. Simple place to go and just start exploring. You'll find you'll, you'll find that there's so many different things in there that can really customize Spotlight the way you'd like it. You guys, Charlie uh, Kelly, do you uh, have you customized that much at all? Um, a little, not not a ton, because uh, most of the time I think it's fine. Um, but also, um, I would say. Um, <clears throat> while you're in settings, 
go walk through the settings for your system apps. Uh, you can make some adjustments to the camera app. You can make adjustments to messages. You can make adjustments to the phone. Uh, you know, how the, how, how your phone behaves when people call you and having, and, and a lot of those things are things that are improved or updated or a whole new thing is added as part of that particular apps capabilities. And they don't ever talk about it because, Right. It's not really exciting that you can block robocallers, right? It's not really, you know, and but there's intelligence behind that one. So if it's a number you've called recently and you get a call back from that number, even if it's not in your contacts, your phone will ring because you called it first. Yep. And so then you don't have to worry about missing that call. Um, and those aren't the kind of things that Apple talks about a lot, you know, at DubDub and, and that sort of thing. So um, go poke around in there. And and yes. and be a settings explorer. Um, you know, look at the system apps, walk through all of the options and accessibility, and maybe you will find something in there that is super amazing to you, um, or makes something really helpful. Um, you know, to go along with with control center on your watch. Uh, you know, one of the things you can do is go in there and edit the control center on your phone, or uh, you know, uh, what I always call page zero, when you swipe over from the first page of apps and you've got your widget options for what you can have over here, um, you know, having that look the way you want it and have things on there that are a nice heads up display. That's also really nice. And, and, uh, yeah. And the whole point is to make your technology work for you. So exactly. So mm -hmm. make it, make it do the things you want, you know, put the magnifier, if you if you don't use the flashlight, move it down. If you use the magnifier all the time or didn't know it was there as a choice, go add yep. the magnifier to your control center and scoot it up. If you use the TV remote all the time, put it at the top, that kind of stuff. Um, yep. And, you know, 10 minutes is all it will take to make a huge difference in your phone. It'll take a little while to adjust if you have muscle memory of the way things were, but uh, make an adjustment. Uh, you don't ever use the phone. Take the phone out of the dock and put your camera app there instead. You know, put a folder yep. down there. Um, you know, turn it into, make it a thing that is useful to you in the way you want to use it. And that's always going to be the best advice, regardless, you know, whatever phone you have, whatever version of operating system it runs, whether it's face ID or touch ID, uh, you know, you're the boss. And so boss it around, turn it into the device that needs to be for you. That's right. Anything you want to add on that, Jeff? Uh, go into notifications and spend a lot of time there and mm -hmm. refine what's happening because your iPhone and Apple watch will otherwise be an information fire hose. That's <laughs> dumping way too much information at you all the time. So go in and turn off notifications. You don't need control how notifications are happening and, uh, and your life will be so much better. And, uh, and then for your Apple watch, go into the watch app and, uh, and you have a notifications in there. And uh, and it uh, the default for notifications is mirror my iPhone, which might be right. fine. But my Apple Watch, that's where I want the things that I need to know about right now. So I have turned off mirroring for for most everything. So the watch, the notifications on my watch are the things that I need to check right away. The notifications that that I'm getting on my phone are notifications that I should uh, check at some point. And, uh, and then if I'm not getting any notifications at all from something, it's because I don't need them. Mm -hmm. yep. Definitely don't need them. Um, 
let's uh, go ahead and move on. These are two, a couple quickies and uh, quickie tips here. Uh, using picture in picture, if there's a reason you wanted to turn it off, some people may not like it come up coming up when uh, you uh, toggle into another app. Because, but I like it. I wouldn't want to turn it off, but you can. So what you do is go into settings under general. And under picture in picture is listed in there and just simple toggle on, turn off, turn on. So just uh, take care of that. Um, and then um, another, uh, uh, another uh, useful uh, tip here is uh, Instagram. Uh, those of us who are on Instagram, uh, there is a privacy tip there for iPhone. Uh, you can turn off your activity status. So your followers can't track you. Cause that's that, 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 if you don't want people tracking where, where you are, if you're on all the time and they might be seeing that you're on Instagram too much, uh, but you have control of that. So the way you do that is change. This is by tapping your account icon on the bottom, right? The stacks icon up at the top, right? And then select settings and go into privacy and then select activity status. There's some turn toggles there to turn off your activity status. And I think that's uh, something that's uh, important if you don't want to be tracking of your activity all the time and keeps keeps it private. So everyone uh, should go and turn that setting off. Yes, just, it doesn't matter who you are. Just go turn it off. It's a it's not a setting that should even be there. I mean, it's not a feature that should even be there. So turn it off, and uh, your life will be better. Absolutely. So important. Do that because that's a very important one. Uh, 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 Kelly added in the show notes here, Brittany, uh, Brittany Smith, our friend, Brittany, uh, she does some great videos on, on lots of stuff, including a lot of tips. She, uh, did, did a video on notifications. We'll have a link in the show notes to check that out. Uh, two more quick uh, tips here. One for iPad, uh, having the ability to be able to switch to a floating keyboard. Um, and many apps that you go in, you, you know, you go into to the iPad, you like to type in on the full size keyboard, but there might be times that you know, maybe you're in messages or something that you want a small little floating keyboard. Uh, you can, you can do that. And the way you do that is if you go to the keyboard, when it comes up, when you're going to type something, there's a keyboard icon on the bottom, right? You tap that. You can switch it into the floating keyboard mode. It moves up to the kind of middle of the screen. It's a size of a little bit of a square, you know, similar size to what, uh, uh, what it is on the iPhone really. And if you want to have that ability, be able to type and just use a small keyboard, you can do that. And then the way you bring it back, because that's the tricky part. If you do that, and I know a lot of people fall into this trap when they switch to this keyboard, is the fact that it's stuck there because it's always going to be there until you switch it back. And the way you do that is you tap the, the space bar. It's got a line on it. You tap and hold that. And then you drag the floating keyboard all the way down to the middle of the, the bottom of the screen. And then it'll snap back and bring the, the full-size keyboard back for you. So something to check out. The one last tip I wanted to throw in here for Apple TV, uh, I said I was going to cover all the devices here, and I, I hit them all here. Uh, the Apple TV remote app, which is included in the control center, we talked about that earlier. Uh, there is no need to download it. It's already there, uh, and then it, it'll be in the control center for you. Um, but also make sure that your, your iPhone is paired with your Apple TV, and most of the time it is. If it's not, you, you'll need to make sure you do that. So with the Siri remote on the Apple TV, you just – Use that to navigate any place that, you, that asked for you to enter text. In most cases, it's you know you get those pesky usernames and passwords to sign into your into Netflix or one of your other apps because it for some reason gets signed out, uh, and it's such a pain. You either can use the you can use Siri and then actually talk to her and say you know enter this and, and read off your password, or what it'll do is it'll 
as soon as you get to that box, you'll get a prompt that'll show up on the notification screen on your iPhone saying you, you want to be able to input this information. Tap that box and then go ahead and uh, enter the information. Enter it, in that case, it would be a password. Um, and I think it's, uh, it's a, a great way to being able to, to navigate and having a remote on your iPhone. Many times, I, you know, my, my Siri remote might have got fell, fell in the cushion somewhere, but of course I can find it because I have an AirTag attached to it. So of course you do. Uh, but uh, but uh, but at least at least you do have the option also to be able to uh, to access uh, the remote with uh, uh, with the uh, the iPhone app, which is great. Do you guys have anything else you wanted to add on any of those? Um, uh, using the remote app on your iPhone is fantastic when you have uh, passwords to enter. Yep. Because uh, uh, if you're using a password manager, say like one password, uh, the uh, the remote app will let you access that, so you can fill in from your password manager instead of having to like copy and paste or or just mm-hmm. type yourself. Absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely. Um, wanted to give a shout out to everybody that was in the chat tonight on uh, in on youtube.com slash ag65 we had a, a good a good uh, crowd here tonight which was great uh, uh, I, uh some comments that were made uh, Brett in the chat uh, actually talked about or uh, what well, we talked about the airport uh, time capsule if, if the revival is true I hope it enables you to make local copies of your iOS backups and it handles uh uh, putting your backups in the cloud that would be that would be interesting uh, i like that i think that's a that's that would something be a cool could feature be, yeah cool feature if if they were to to add that brett also uh, made the comment just as we talked here about the apple tv remote app uh, the keyboard also supports password managers like i one password yes it does uh that that's even better because that that'll happen is you, it, it brings up and you tap it in and one password or even the uh the the uh, I, the uh, iCloud keychain would be accessible as well mm-hmm. uh, using that. So it's it, even there as well. So, but uh, yeah, thanks everybody that was in the chat. Uh, a few others had made any comments, but I uh, really appreciate you watching. We're, uh, we're uh, we, we, we like, uh, we like, we like to see you and, uh, and we do record this live every uh, Thursday nights and usually 8 PM Eastern, 5 PM Pacific. And uh, it's at youtube.com Dave's at, youtube.com slash DaveG65 here. So, uh, but with that, let's go ahead and wrap these up for this week. Uh, that's a wrap for this week. Please send your comments, questions, and suggestions to our email address. It's feedback at intouchwithios.com. You can follow us on Twitter at intouchwithios. Support the show. Buy me a coffee at intouchwithios.com slash coffee. We'd really appreciate it. You also can become a Patreon of the show. If you go to patreon.com slash intouchwithios, we have two tiers. You're available to support the show. We would really appreciate it. Make sure you like, share, and subscribe as you're notified when we are live streaming, as I just mentioned, on our YouTube channel, which is at youtube.com slash dmg65. You can watch uh, past shows. The live streams are recorded, as well as uh, the audio portions of the show are available on, on, on the YouTube channel. Visit In Touch With iOS Magazine on Flipboard, where many of the topics that we talked about, including the ones today, are going to be flipped into the magazine. Go back and review those articles. Let's go ahead and check that out. Uh, the link is in the show notes. You can also subscribe to the show in your favorite podcatcher, including Pocket Casts, Apple Podcasts, and many others. But better yet, go to our website at InTouchWithIOS.com, where all the links to all the ways to listen to us are there. I am Dave Ginsberg, and you can find me on Twitter at DaveG65, Jeff Gammon. As always, thanks so much for being here. Where can people find you? 
Well, thanks for having me back yet again. And uh, people can find me on Twitter and Instagram, jgamut on both, youtube.com slash jgamut for my videos. And um, uh, Mac Voices Live here with you, the big show, the Mac show. Uh, but I, I do want to call out the context machine for this week, because this is the episode where I tell you how, how to deal with uh, app, uh, having to use two Apple IDs that get screwed up. And, uh, and then also how to deal with problems with a HomePod that just <laughs> refuses to play right. And here's a big hint. It has to do with Wi-Fi. What? Okay. It, it does say it is a therapy session. So it is totally I, 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 a therapy session for me. I have a queue. It's in queue. Gotta go, gotta go listen. So check that out too. Awesome. Uh, Kelly Gamont, as always, it's always great to have you back on the show. Where can people find you? Uh, well, um, you can find me over at the after show, which is a show I do with Mike Rose, which is mostly, uh, the two of us generally chatting about whatever sort of crosses our minds. Um, whenever we can manage to record that and that is at aftershowpodcast.com but in a bit of breaking news uh we have managed to find a way to focus ourselves on something and that something is the television program barry on hbo and so we have spun up (laughs) barry podcast because we've spent since season one of barry was released into the world uh mike and i have adored noho hank specifically from afar um i did try to pitch to mike that we start the noho hank cast featuring barry uh, because that was really what we were gonna end up talking about anyway and so we have started a show um that is basically just us uh we the way we're we've planned it and so of course this is all subject to change is we did an episode about season one we're going to do an episode about season two and then we're going to take season three two episodes at a time so we'll do one and two together and then three and four together um for all for all the episodes and uh we just missed it because we recorded this last sunday and decided that what we were going to actually call the show was loud fast and keep going which is an episode title from season one, um, which is basically Mike and I, if you've ever listened to the after show. And um, uh, we missed, uh, so go look up the episode titles. You don't have, there's no spoilers in any of them, but go look up the episode title of the latest episode of Barry. And I'm very sad that we didn't end up getting to use that as the name of the podcast instead, uh, because it also would have been a perfect title for something that Kelly and Mike from the After Show podcast put together. Um, but you can find us over at uh, loud-fast, Michael, or uh, David will have it in the show notes, loud, fast, and keep going. You can find a link to it at aftershowpodcast.com. Um, I want my MCU TV. Um, I am trying to get the rest of it out the door as fast as I can. Uh, it should be any moment now. And then... Um, uh, we are going, uh, I do pop up other places on the incomparable, but you can find, I want my MCU TV in the podcatcher of your choice. And, uh, while we are here, I would like to take a moment, um, as Jeff did yesterday when, when he heard the news that, uh, to, to send love and sympathy and support and well wishes to our friends over at Icon Factory uh, after the yes. passing of Corey Marion. And um, I meant to bring it up earlier in the show and, and did get around to it, but um, 
one of the founders of Icon Factory. If you ever downloaded any of the icons on macOS, pre-macOS 10, when you could go to that cool website and get the desktop pattern that had all the matching icons for your hard drives and your folders and everything. Um, if you ever used any of those, you were probably enjoying Corey Marion's work. And uh, he's a delightful artist. And I was always in awe of the stuff that he would put out. And uh, and and he has passed. And so uh, I'm very sad for my friends over at Icon Factory. And so uh, Ged, Talos, uh, Craig of, of Chalklock fame, um, uh, Sean, everybody over there. Um, thanks so much. Like, I, I appreciate all of you, and and uh, I'm thinking. Thanks for all the bits. Yeah. All the bits. All the pretty, pretty bits. bits. Um, yeah, you can find uh, the rest of the time, though, because um, you did ask, and I should answer your question as completely as I can. You can sometimes find me on Twitter, um, but most of the time I'm either editing a podcast or playing Pokemon Go. Okay. Great. And uh, uh, Mike always posts pictures of Oreo cookies, and there's an Oreo Ritz Ritz cracker combo that's being released. It's so. an. It's. I don't well. know that it's a. It's a situation. I think yeah. at this point, um, because he's always kind of got an eye on whatever sort of shenanigans their uh, Oreo is up to right now. As a as a general rule, like Swedish fish Oreos, with, you know, etc. Yeah. So he's always got like the latest shenanigan yes. from them and uh the current one i think is yeah it's it's one side is an oreo and then there's oreo filling and then the other side is a ritz i believe so but there's also a uh i think that's a peanut butter layer in there peanut okay butter. yes so we took a ritz the ritz thing with a middle and the oreo with a middle and just smushed them together that sounds horrifying i'm okay. against it I mean, Ritz uh, and peanut butter is good. This is like that popcorn that you can get that's like, David, you probably know about this. Because here, they call it like Chicago mix or Chicago style popcorn yes, or something. Yes, uh, that's a Garrett's that's popcorn. Part caramel <laughs> corn and part cheese covered popcorn. And uh, I also morally oppose this. I like each of them individually and, and, and I don't like them together. Not even a little. I tried. It's not like I thought about it and decided no. I tried it and it was horrible. And uh, it is one of Mr. Kelly's favorite things to eat. And so... (laughs) What a shame. It's always in my house and I never eat any and it never sounds good to me in any way. So, yeah. What a shame. Uh, You can go to Oreo's website and they're sold out. (laughs) Um, What I did, as soon as you started talking about this, Kelly, because I was having a hard time accepting it, I I believed you. I just couldn't accept it. So I typed Oreo into Google, and the first thing that came up was Oreo Ritz combo. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like, anyway. Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, thank, mm. thank you both for being here. One more, one more thought well, before I was, we wrap. All I was going to say was, um, uh, if, if you two have decided that Instagram is not necessarily a place you want to spend a lot of time, but you like looking at nice pictures people take, um, you can follow you can follow me and loads of other people who take more interesting photos than me over on Glass, which is a really cool iOS app full of beautiful pictures um, and also some that I took. And you can check me out over there. All right. Put that in the show notes. All right. Thanks, everybody. Thank you both for being here. Thank you for listening. I hope you, we hope you enjoyed the show. We enjoyed doing it and we'll talk again soon.